everybody. Welcome to the Ag Update. I am joined here with our grain gurus, uh, Cheyenne and Sean. And today we're going to go over a little quick uh, quick hitter on grain and kind of an update on what we're seeing around. Um, I guess we'll start off with uh, harvest process or progress. Um, right now, I guess what I've been seeing is, you know, a lot of guys are getting heavy on beans. And, and with the way things are going, uh, I could see a lot of beans coming out. Uh, by the end of the uh, end of the weekend, I guess. What are you guys hearing? I would agree, Brady. Uh, I think right now our trade area is probably sixty to seventy seventy five percent done, and I think by Friday night uh, it'll be pretty much over with. Yields kind of seem to be running for most guys in the sixties bushels per acre. Mm-hmm. I've seen anything from like forty to eighty, and eighty is like really good spots. The dark black ground they got the rain they didn't miss any of it i mean the perfect planning and then the 40s are like your burnt up sand hills if there's anything there i would agree i think we're seeing those come in better than expected especially considering you know the lack of rain we had in the spring and through most of the summer so got pretty lucky on that side of it um you know with bean bait bean harvest kind of curbing down here we've seen bean basis hold pretty steady overall we're starting to see a few processors kind of tweak their nearby and october bids around just kind of depending on what they've got for space um i think you know if we see these high yields continue as we get to the tail end of bean harvest we could see those bean basis numbers take a step back um, if that carries on so um, so as as you keep going there um you kind of want to hit on like the bean basis or like the premiums for nearby corn yeah, yep. So that's, you know, bean, bean, bean basis has held pretty flat as far as September, October, but corn's been carrying a pretty strong inverse there for quite a while. And Sean, I think you can kind of attest to that. We've seen those end users take a step back, you know, sometimes day by day as far as that nearby premium starting to go away and we're really fading into a, a harvest basis on the corn side. Right, Cheyenne. Yeah, it seems once the, uh, get their needs met here that they're yeah more than willing to really back it away and be more of a fall fall time value so as as i'll transfer into that what do we expect at northern country here i guess what what is your guys expectations or what is there to expect here i think as we move through harvest here you know i think basis will probably stay somewhat flat but i think once um the crop gets put away that uh, we should see basis uh, appreciate probably rather quickly after harvest so then like um i know the big topic is kind of like our new grain policy do one of you want to kind of walk through that i guess i i've looked over it a little bit but if you guys want to kind of explain it um better yeah oh uh, one of the changes was uh we went away from a 10-day uh, to a, a 15 day period of having grain settled. Um, so it'll be 15 days after that first load came in. Um, you'll have to decide what you want to do with it, rather store it or sell it. Um, another change was our storage rate on house and warehouse. We had a, used to have a minimum for 90 days of a flat rate. We went with just a per day rate for regular storage 
which would be equivalent to five cents a month for the first 120 days. And then after that, it's a four cents a month where our price later charges would be 17 cents for the first 90 days and then four cents a month after that. And then I think the other new thing we've got um, this year, you know, is we're getting harvest kind of wrapped up on the bean side. Deliveries are coming due, starting to get into the corn. Um, Sean can maybe talk a little bit more about where to get these, but we're offering um, direct deposit as a payment option this year. So, Sean, can you kind of give us a little bit on that as far as where they can go to get those forms? Yeah, if you're interested in doing ACH direct deposits instead of receiving a check, um Either call one of our locations and we can email you a copy of the forms or we can uh, mail you out or email you a copy. So Now, is that something that you guys would prefer over a paper check or is, does it not matter? It's just a convenience to the, to the grower. We would, like, we would like to see a major push to do more of the ACH direct deposits. Okay. But at this time, we're not planning on requiring it because I know some people I've talked to about it, you know, they still like getting that physical check right? after they're doing stuff. But um, it's going to be a good convenience option. You know, I was talking to one, um, you know, one of the big things is they didn't have their bank branch in their town that they're in. So it's going to be a really convenient way to kind of speed that process along for them. So will it be just like, I mean, just say like any other direct deposit, you get the funds but then you would get a stub or of some sort of paperwork to go with it in the mail like normal or i guess how does that work so you'd receive a settlement copy by email and then so if we did a a settlement today at the end of our day or three o'clock check off uh, the funds would be available then the following day okay perfect and another thing to remind to people if they want to you know receive our cash bid texts on their mobile phones to give us a call we can add them or if they want to receive uh grain comments cheyenne and i send out comments on an email list daily too and uh you know shameless plug i'm subscribed to both of those and they're actually really uh helpful so well thank you brady yeah I guess you guys want to, uh, one of you guys want to touch on maybe like open storage daily rate versus upfront costs. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's going to be handy, especially when people are designing their, their marketing plans, trying to figure out what to do with those unpriced bushels, you know, before when open storage just had that upfront cost, you pretty much had to commit to, you weren't going to do anything with those bushels for that 90 days versus now, you know, you can put it on storage for a couple weeks or 30 days, kind of decide what you want to do. And you're just going to be out, you know, what that daily rate equates to. So it might cost you a nickel, but you could potentially gain that in upside, you know, on the basis or on the futures movement before you're ready to make a cash sale there. So I think it's going to be a helpful way for people to kind of consider how long they're going to want to hold this grain if they're not choosing to sell it right across the scale at harvest. Okay, now let's get into the meat and potatoes here. Uh, marketing programs, unpriced harvest bushels. Who wants to take that one? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that, you know, doing the grain origination side. Um, obviously, you have the option to do a cash sale or put stuff on storage. Um, there are a couple other options, an extended price one that's been popular the last couple of years, but 
a couple I kind of want to touch on for those bushels that are coming in this fall that you haven't contracted. Um, have a minimum price contract, and that one, pretty simple. It's a 5,000 bushel contract. You do that for corn or beans, and you buy a call option for a particular month and strike price. And the cost of that call comes off of the cash price today, so it locks you in a floor on those bushels. So you know, you know, worst case scenario, you know, your minimum cost is going to hurt excuse me, your minimum price is going to be what you take away on those bushels, but you're still in for the value of that call option. So it's a good way to get some cash up front because you get paid on that minimum price today or, you know, defer it to January, what works best for you. But you still get to stay in the market into, you know, the spring or summer, however far, however far out you go on those. So I think that's going to be a good one. You know, a lot of people want to stay in the market, play around with it, but maybe not have those storage costs every month racking up on it. Um, the other one we kind of want to touch on for those bushels coming in this fall, a bonus premium contract. It's a similar concept that works in the opposite direction. So again, it's a 5,000 bushel contract that you do on corn or soybeans. Whereas with the minimum price, you buy a call and that cost comes off of your cash price with the bonus premium, you sell a call. And then that premium is added on to today's cash price. So those 5,000 bushels, you get the premium added onto it. It's a cash sale at a higher price than what you're actually seeing today. The trade-off on that one is you have an offer out there for a potential second sale for a particular expiration date. So if on that expiration date the futures settle at or above that strike price, then you trigger that second sale. So that one's a good way to get a boost on today's sale. You have that second sale hanging out there as a possibility, but the good news is that second sale is only going to trigger in a higher market. So a couple of good tools to kind of think about adding to your marketing plan for bushels coming in this harvest. As far as, you know, for your on-farm bushels, what you're going to do with those in the spring or summer or, you know, winter kind of thing. Accumulators or flex floors are a couple of good options there. Um, one of the ones we've kind of started talking about, and this would work for, you know, your on-farm bushels, what you're going to do in the spring or summer, or even for new crop 2022, we've already started talking about that. Um, a weekly accumulator with no double up is one we're seeing grow in popularity. So that one, you get an opportunity to forward contract at levels above the current price. Um, it's, again, a weekly contract, so a portion of your obligated bushels are priced every week on that Friday um, during the pricing period, and those are priced at the accumulation level. Again, that's above today's market price. So... If the market goes above the accumulation level, the bushels are going to continue to be priced at the accumulation level, so you might miss out on some upside there. But if the market goes below your knockout level, which is another one that is a part of this contract, your pricing stops and you're just committed to the bushels that were priced up until that point. So, again, that's going to be another good tool to market bushels in a higher market and you don't have upfront costs with that one. Another one to think about is a flex floor contract. Um, this one's a little more conservative, um, so that one locks you in a floor price. Locks you in a floor price at the current futures price, but this one has unlimited upside potential. So, again, it's a weekly contract. Prices every Friday. Every Friday that the futures settle above the floor level, the weekly quantity is going to be priced at the settlement price that day. And then every futures, 
And then every Friday features settle below your floor level that you've selected. The weekly quantity is going to be priced at the floor level. So again, kind of going back to minimum price, you know the lowest value you're going to receive on those bushels. Um, but this one, unlike with the accumulator where you kind of cap out on the upside, um, this one, if the market keeps going up, you're going to keep pricing at those higher levels. So those are just a couple to think about and start talking about for your on-farm stuff. And again, we're already, talk we're already starting to talk about new crop 2022 stuff. I'm sure you and agronomy are thinking about that too with input costs and everything. Um, I know it's a little early to talk about prepay, but I don't think at this point anyone's talking about costs going down. Right. I mean, it, that's the biggest thing is that um, it, it's almost like you it's never too early to start the conversation. And um, it just seems like with things nowadays, especially recently within the last year or two, everything just seems to be going up and up and up. I mean, on kind of, kind of on both sides, right? I mean, on the grain side and on uh, the agronomy side. So um, I think, yeah, you hit it well there where you, that, I mean, it's never too early to have the conversation. I know a lot of people think that um, may think that they're wasting your time calling ahead this far ahead. Um, I know I've heard that a couple of times, but um, it's better to have the conversation than not. Yeah, and I think we're going to be looking at doing some winter meetings, you know, one-on-one -on -one and small group stuff, going over these marketing plans, talking about, you know, how they can tie in with your input costs, you know, basically those things go hand in hand, your grain sales and your input costs, they should work together to help you cover, cover your expenses and, and then worry about making the profit side there. And then I, um, if correct me if I'm wrong, but we do have uh, farm pickups and direct ship options available as well, right? Yeah, those correct. are the, another couple. Um, again, direct ship, we offer that at any, any end user you want to go to, we can get a direct ship contract set up for you. Uh, it's a good way to support your co-op, but take advantage of those higher prices at some of those end users for that. And then, again, farm pickup, a good option once we get out of this harvest window. Um, again, it's kind of based on truck availability, but, you know, great way to get some bushels moved during cold times of the year. And you don't have to go out and fire up your own trucks or maybe, you know, if you just have a tractor wagon set up, but you'd like to kind of streamline that a little bit, it's another good option. Right. Instead of freezing in negative 40 degree with uh whatever it seems like always a 30 mile an hour wind right and it seems like more than just the truck doesn't want to work that day right right yep first you got to <laughs> shovel the snow yeah there you go there you go okay so so we've kind of talked about the programs now let's move to the other uh i'd say well, i'd say that's the meat now hit, let's hit the potatoes uh the market outlook i guess um where is that going where do you guys see that um on the outlook side of the markets um i'll talk a little bit here first uh looks like the golf is is a rebuilding process after hurricane ida hit at the end of august uh they loaded seven vessels with corn and soybeans the week ending september 16th versus 23 vessels the same same week last year uh that number increased 11 vessels week ending september 23rd uh, versus 24 vessels uh, last year for the same time. And then um, quarterly stocks report will be out this Thursday at 11 a.m. Um, looking at the ending stocks on step one, the average trade guess for 
corn ending stocks is 1155 million bushels um would be a 32 million reduction from the sep wasdi number of 187 million uh, they're anticipating increased corn feed usage to offset lower exports and um ethanol usage in the average trade guess for beans ending stock is 174 million bushels which is compared to 175 million bushels from the last report so you're saying we're lower than what they had projected before a slight yes slight reduction yeah or at least that's what we're guessing that's what they're guessing yeah and generally september's um one of those i mean um just because we're looking for those numbers if we see them move more or less than what trade's expecting that's what's going to move the market come tomorrow at 1101 right and generally september is not a real big report in the trader's eyes but it's still an end of a end of a quarter and then i think you know once we wrap up that the other thing we're probably going to be looking at going into friday is we have a thursday at midnight deadline for the new appropriations bill otherwise we're going to have a government shutdown roll in so we've we've kind of had some pressure on on that here recently um I, friday could be a little interesting depending on how those things go i mean that kind of couples with you know we've had some concerns with china's economic status what's going on there um again it kind of depends on the day as far as which way the market wants to react to those kind of news informations but i don't know shauna if you have anything different but i think you know lately news has been pretty light so it doesn't take much to push trade one way or the other depending on the day you're right cheyenne yep and it's harvest time so you know everybody's out harvesting and they're kind of trying to figure out how big a crop this is so So, I mean, with that, is there anything else you guys would like to add as, uh, you know, September 29th at uh, 3.30? Um, anything, I guess, um, that you would say maybe for advice or, um, I guess, go ahead, shoot whatever you got to say. Um, just a couple th- reminders. Uh, check our webpage. We're trying to list our harvest hours for each location there. Uh, we're trying to do a, a daily update and then through the weekends which is ncountryclub.com correct yes and we also are trying to send them out text messages to people that are subscribed to receive our our cash bids text by location and i don't just one overall thought of this as as harvest goes it from seeing different yield reports around the country it it seems like the yields in the western corn belt are better than expected and the yields in the eastern corn belt are probably not as high as they were expected, but I think the Eastern Corn Belt had some pretty big high expectations to begin with. So overall, I, just from what I've been reading and talking to people, it seems like this crop is getting bigger. So something to keep an eye on as we go forward. Anything you'd like to add, Cheyenne? Um, I think mine would be, you know, kind of talking about the website and the harvest hours and touching back on that 15 delivery window. 15-day delivery window we talked about, you know, don't wait till the 15th day at 4 o'clock to decide what to do with those unpriced bushels. Um, give me or Sean a call, you know, on day 10, and let's start talking about your options so it's an easier conversation. 
I know everyone's in the combine right now and they don't want to think about the books and the marketing side of it, but um, that's not going to go away. So try not to ignore it until the last minute. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll do my little outro here. So uh, follow us on our social media, uh, Facebook, uh, Northern Country Co-op or NCC Precision uh, on Twitter, NCC underscore Precision or subscribe to our YouTube channel, Northern Country Cooperative on, on, on YouTube. Um, we've got a plenty of videos up there and we got some good stuff in the works. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to that where you can listen to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, and then Stitcher where we also all uh, have a, a player that is on our, uh, I think it's on our main page, right next to our uh, Facebook uh, kind of list down there. So at uh, Country Co-op, like mentioned before, is the website, um, and endcountrycoop.com. Uh, scroll down to the bottom, and it's kind of, like I said, right next to that Facebook page on the homepage. But uh, thank you guys again for taking time out of your day and talking a little grain. Yep, thank you, Brady. Thanks, Cheyenne. 